1: Hi and welcome to episode 9 of the Next Dimension podcast, your new podcast which is all about VR and AR and today, finally back, Gary, Gary Walkden, how are you doing Gary? Hello. Yes,
2: I'm good. Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks for having me back on the show. Of Uh, course. Excited to talk about some more VR, to be honest.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, Gary, Gary is author of The Memory Engine, an amazing book about virtual reality that everyone absolutely should check out. Also here with us tonight is Steve, VR Flight Sim Guy. Steve, how are you doing today?
0: It's great to be back on the show again. And uh, I really must read that book, actually, Gary. I haven't actually checked it out yet. So, yeah, that's on the to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. Yeah, it's really a great book. And also with me, Sebastian. (laughs) Sebastian Ang, founder of MRTV and host of The Next Dimension Podcast. So today... It is uh, the UK. is has all the power here. <laughs> Two to one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> well, it's, it's about time. Wow. Very, very nice. All right. So for all of you out there who don't know yet about the Next Dimension podcast, well, this podcast is being live streamed on MRTV every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin time, 8 p.m. London Noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York City. And you can also listen to us on all the podcast stations on iTunes on Google Podcast, on Alexa. So simply find us there if you want to listen to us. It's also very good, I would say. And, of course, what would be really amazing, if you enjoy this podcast, and if you want to give us a very long life as a podcast, then absolutely open your podcast app on your iPhone or iPad, find the Next Dimension podcast, and do leave us a five-star review, and also write something there. So we are on our quest to get 100 reviews and you could absolutely help us out there. So if you enjoy this podcast, I'm looking at you, Colin, <laughs> Colin there in the chat, <laughs> please absolutely do leave a positive review. We would be very happy about this. Today it's a very interesting show. Without lots of topics, honestly speaking, it has been a very slow week for for virtual reality and for augmented reality, but I'm still happy that we're together here and we're going to have a nice show. There have been a few interesting, interesting news about the Quest, for example, about sales numbers. We can also still talk about App Lab and also about the Apple VR headset, because they have been, there was a designer who made some really nice uh, designs based on the article that we read about the Apple VR headset. So that's good. And I'm really looking forward to find out what Gary and Steve think about the Apple VR headset, the rumors, because I have not yet talked to both of them concerning the Apple VR headset. Yeah, cool. Before we go into all that content... <laughs> I would like to know how your weeks were. I would like to start with Gary. Gary, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? What have you been done in all the time that you've not been on the podcast? Um
2: uh, yeah, I've been playing quite a bit of Microsoft Flight Simulator VR Yay. to be honest, which is uh yeah, it's good to In fact, uh I was just talking to Steve before we started the show and uh yeah, we, we Sebastian couldn't get us to shut up. To be honest, so um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but no. So I've been playing a little bit of that. But now I've sort of because so I got it like on the day it was released, but after playing it for a little while, it was like the performance was just it was ruining the experience for me. So. I always intended to pick it back up again, but I did refund it like a few days after I got it originally. Um, And now, you know, I picked it up again a few weeks ago and I've just, with this new setting in SteamVR, we're just talking to Steve and Sebastian about it, where you can limit frame rate and allow SteamVR to use the motion smoothing uh, to give you you know a relatively a perceptibly smooth experience in the headset even though your frame rate is actually quite low 30 40 frames per second sometimes um as long as it's perceptibly smooth that's really all that matters and uh, so i've been using i've been messing around with those settings um and yeah i think it's one of the best uh, vr i mean it's difficult because I'm, I'm so sort of besotted with it at the moment that i, I am absolutely loving <laughs> that's it,
0: you're hooked that's yeah
2: it. <laughs> you know it's funny you know it's- because i've always been i've I've always had this idea that i would love to get into a flight simulator but i never have and now i'm starting to see what it's all about really with with this game so um yeah it's all really all i want to play at the moment but um i've not had a lot of time so i've just sort of been putting in as much time as i can into that game so i do encourage people to give it a try if you have any inclination to especially you know think of it as the long game it's not necessarily all, all there at the moment and in many ways you know it can be when you first go in it can be a little bit disappointing but but think of it as the long game and i think you'll you'll understand that you know in, in weeks months even years perhaps what an incredible game this is going to be and it, it is now it's enjoyable now but have that at the back of your mind how it's going to get even better so so where are you where are you flying? Like, uh,
1: what, what kind of machine are you flying? What kind of airplane are you flying? <laughs> what are you doing there?
2: <laughs> well, because of performance as well. So generally, I fly the smaller aircraft. Like, I don't know a lot about aircraft, but I know the Cessna. So the Cessna 152, and then there's this, the Robin as well, um, which gives you, like, a, a huge clear area that you can look out on. Um, so I've been flying that a nice lot.
0: Robin's a one. a yeah. on frame rate as well, the Robin, actually, because it's exactly, less yeah. systems in it. So, yeah, it's a really nice aircraft, that.
2: Yeah, I've been using those smaller aircraft mainly for performance but just doing yeah short hops really between like the Caribbean islands and then the <laughs> south coast of England all over really just little hops here and there that's all I've been doing but yeah fantastic it's
0: so relaxing Seb you've got to try it more you've <laughs> okay got to you're get right
2: Ah, it. uh, yeah it's just like um for
1: all these games where you need so much time to get into it I'm kind of afraid you know I have so many
2: things to do here for the channel and ah. Oh, Ah, it's less. You don't need a lot of time to get into. Really? Okay. Okay. play through to play through these tutorials that they have. Okay. which are really basic, takes Uh you half an hour, an hour, maybe to get through the tutorials and you're away. Honestly, it's not Okay. Okay. Okay, then I should do it
0: where you have to spend an hour like I did today binding buttons for because I just reinstalled a few things. And DCS is a nightmare for that. I had to like literally. I think it was over an hour, just binding buttons and systems and sensors and all that kind of stuff with Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like you say, there's some good tutorials, and if you just fly the Cessna, you can be up flying no problem. Oh, hit, like yeah. You know, so, but
1: quick. but how can I imagine this? So um, you're in the you're in the Cessna. And and then how do you start the thing? Will they tell you okay now please uh, put the Turn. push the
2: ignition button or I don't know. Yeah, like, there will be uh, okay. the so you, <laughs> okay, you basically okay. remove the brake, push forward on the throttle and you're away. Easy. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Easy.
1: Okay, all right. It sounds doable. <laughs> Nice, nice. So you're enjoying your time in the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Okay, I, ha- I need to go in. But but I want to ask you something, um, Gary. Is it a problem for you that you cannot, like, touch the knobs and stuff with the controller? That is, like, one of the things that people like to criticize, right, for this?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I do hear that criticism. and. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I think perhaps Steve would have a better perspective on this because he's more like a, a flight sim enthusiast and somebody that, that wants to get into the nitty-gritty of flying a plane. I just want to get up there and sort of fly around for a bit, really. Um, but I can understand it because if you really want that experience, you want the, the act of, of reaching out and flicking all of these these buttons, I can understand that. The, the thing is, I have a problem with all of these games where you have... Um, like a HOTAS setup or something like that. And it's sort of getting to the point where you can use the HOTAS still, because I think that's an important point, but yet having the hand presence in there to to do the extra things that you need to do, like a combination of hand tracking, a a trapped HOTAS kind of setup (laughs) would be the ideal, but it doesn't really exist in that way at the moment. So I, I have this issue because using a HOTAS like in No Man's Sky, as much as I love that game, Flying the, the, the ship in that game is not a great experience, in my opinion, using the motion controllers because you've not got any tangible way of moving the HOTAS. So I think this could suffer from that unless you've got a combination of the two, really.
0: Yeah, spot on. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I guess there's two sides of the coin. You know, A lot of people, like you say, have hardware, yokes, and uh, joysticks. So basically, to have another controller as well, you're like trying to balance it on your lap and everything, and it yeah. can be a little bit cumbersome. But the other side of it is... I've done a a little bit of real-wheel flying, and just to be able to reach around the cockpit and knowing where things are, that is actually part of the flying uh, sort of experience in terms of like remembering where switches are and stuff. And if you're just using a mouse, it just, for me personally, if you try X-Plane, Gary, in fact, actually, there's a demo of X-Plane, you can download it for free, uh, and and it gives you like 10 minutes or something. I can't remember 15 minutes. And it's enough even for you to just sit there and kind of use your controller. And once you've used it and you, you kind of feel the, the feedback and you're flipping switches and stuff, it's just like, oh, this is how it should be. Um, it is really, really, you know, a, big, a, a huge part of it. And actually, in a, a live stream uh, recently, Microsoft, like some of the team, Asobo, they are looking into getting these motion controllers support anyway. So it's only okay. a matter of time. Okay. So well, that's, that's, pretty, that's
1: amazing. I think yeah, that would make lots of people happy if they could do this.
0: Yeah, we've all been moaning at them for a, a, <laughs> quite a lot now. So I think that they are listening. They're great, actually. They they are they take on board whatever you know our sort of opinions are. And us flight simmers are very fickle, we're very very uh, fickle bunch, and you know we're, we're right. very passionate about what we like. And they are listening. And it's all it, everything that uh, you know we want in the sim will get. will get there eventually. Um, it just got. T- it just takes time. You know.
1: Of course, and uh, I, c- I can't wait for the time when like the hand tracking is just a standard for all the headsets, yeah, right? Not be. just for the Oculus, but also for, yeah, for the Windows Mixed Reality headsets and uh, the Apple VR headset for sure is going to have it. And then you simply really do this kind of flicking the switches yeah. with your fingers, right? That is, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, cool. Gary, anything more that you did in VR <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, in the last well, few just weeks worked, just <laughs> worked and yeah that's all, that's the only interesting stuff I've got to talk about yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: alright got it okay cool so who's next me or Steve who should talk about our week it's your, you to decide Gary uh,
2: well let's go let's go for you Sebastian because okay. uh, yeah we'll we go in a slightly different order shall we <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah okay I like it I like it yeah so what did I do <clears throat> um, let me check what, what, what I uploaded here so I had a very cool interview actually in virtual reality with the head of business of Spatial. Now, Spatial is an app that allows you to have meetings in virtual reality with other people. So, this is more like a business app, but it's amazing. So, if you would always, if you always wanted to see, how a virtual meeting can look like, no matter where you are in the world, please check out that interview. It's absolutely fascinating. It feels so real. It feels so good to have these virtual meetings and it does feel way better than just to be on a, on a zoom conference or on any in, in any other video conference so that is for sure the way how we're going to collaborate in the future and actually already now since everyone can simply pick this up spatial is free for the quest and yeah if you want to have like a super fascinating way to interact to meet your friends or to, uh, to meet uh, co-workers uh, yeah it's it's just amazing so check out that interview on my channel. I love to do this interview with Spatial and definitely the future of collaboration and work. So, yeah, working, VR and work, it fits together very well, actually. It's cool. The, so this, the, the, um, yeah.
2: Just on that, yeah. yeah, Sebastian, as well, because yeah. I don't know if we'll, we'll get on to this. Uh, we have lots of, of time. Bit. We
1: can talk about yeah, every yeah. single thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, was just t- I was just thinking, because we've not heard a lot about this Infinite Office. Um, ah, right. Quest. Oh, yeah, right. And that's something that crops into my head from time to time as well, because I would love to give that kind of thing a try. And they to relatively quiet on this um for you know quite a long time now they they announced it but they've not really said too much else um beyond that but that could be sort of integrated into all of this stuff i know i know that like spatial, it's more like sort of meetings collaboration and yeah, right. kind of stuff but infinite office can play a part in that as well i think um, I, what what are your thoughts on like infinite office and how i guess really how would you see yourself using it if at all um you mean infinite office yeah yeah infinite office
1: yeah Okay, so I think in general, first of all, I think that also Facebook—they also see the huge potential in this, right? With 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 what you can do with with the Quest, even like having having all these um, virtual screens there, and then like being able to work on this as well. You you yeah. don't have to work there all the time, but if you want to have a huge screen. And probably you're not you're not in the office right now. But you're somewhere else. You just pop it on, and then you have that, that big screen or whatever. I think it's fantastic. for for my personal for my personal work. I would have I, I would have to know exactly what Infinite Office
2: exactly does. I don't actually hmm. recall that now. Do you still recall what it actually does? It's well. I mean, my understanding of it because it runs on its own on on, on the on the headset, so it's right. basically going to be for limited applications. I would imagine sort of, sort of word processing, spreadsheets, and okay. things like that. I would imagine that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you could do video conferencing, but on on sort of a flat screen. Maybe they can incorporate it in some kind of actual virtual reality uh, conferencing kind of application as well. But the interesting thing, like to me, is how. Because you, you can do sort of approximations of this already. Um, I forget, I'm blanking on the name of, of the, the uh, app that's already out there that is trying to do this kind of stuff. Um, but but the fact is that because when you're, you've, you're closed off in the world and you can't see your keyboard and right. you can't see your mouse, it's an issue. But Infinite Office promises this thing where it, it will sort of work with a uh, calibrated keyboard, a specific keyboard. Yes, Gary. Exactly. And it gives you the, the tracked options. And that's that's what I think is one of the most interesting things and the most valuable things with it as well. You're right. You're right. That is, of course, amazing. And I
1: totally can remember the other app, too, but also don't remember the name, <laughs> yeah. where you can already do that, where you can already calibrate your existing keyboard and and use it in VR. I think that's an amazing idea. And simply the fact that you can have like multiple virtual screens open, I think that's fantastic. And that's a functionality that, that I could see myself using, so it has just so much potential. And I'm glad that Facebook is also seeing that. Yeah, I can just say Facebook is just a very smart company. <laughs> they know <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> they they know they know, and they are like so dominating our favorite industry right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, so D- Spatial is a very cool, very cool app that if you if you want to try out a virtual meeting, check it out. It's free on, on the Quest store. You don't even have to have a VR headset. If you don't have a VR headset, your friends or your coworkers can join via webcam or even on their mobile phone. Yeah, so they, make it, they made it like really, really nice. Super, totally enjoyed that. Yep. Then I checked out the Mammoth Grips 3.0. These are some controller grips for the Quest 2 and also for the Reverb G2, actually. So let me show you that here. And uh, the nice thing is they are also compatible with the Apto gunstock. So then you can mount magnets here to them, and wow. then, yeah, it's, it's cool. That's if you, cool. It's really great. If you are into shooters, and if you, if you have this Apto Gunstock from Mammoth, then those grips are just amazing. And uh, it's, it's great to have all these kind of accessories, right? It's great. Right, so, so that is what I did. Then I played uh, on my German channel. I played uh, a horror game. I very very seldomly play horror games, <laughs> but this one it was free and it looked so beautiful. So I thought like, okay, I give it a try. It's called Propagation VR, and it's free. It's 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 like it's like a thirty minutes or so. It looks super super beautiful, Absolutely. and. Honestly speaking, I had a fun time in it, <laughs> even though I was scared and I was like, like screaming like, <laughs> like crazy because I'm not into these games, right? But it, actually, it was kind of fun. And they have like huge spiders coming at you.
0: It's Oh, my God, I hate spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah me, too, sure me too, me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, this it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It, and the graphics are kind of nice. Yeah, so, so that's what I did. And um, other than that... Uh, yeah, I did some some news shows as well. Oh yeah, I did a I did a show where I talked about the five things that I want for the Reverb G three, <laughs> right? Like like thinking about like what do I want from the Reverb G three? And for sure, I want to have a better launch, right? The launch of the G two was terrible with that long kind of period where people could pre order it and it never came, and ah, terrible. But um, other than that, the main thing that I would want to have is like a bigger FOV. And I would like to have wireless. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yep. Let's see. I, I really hope that they are working on a, on the Reverb G3. Uh, Steve, what do you think? Are they working on it right now? Is it going of to happen? Of course
0: they are. Yeah, of course it's yeah? going to happen. Definitely. I just okay. hope not yet because people no, are just not yet. receiving no. them now. You're right. No, they're, not they're no. Only, literally. I think it's like, was it yesterday or, or, or I think or sometime around now that they're only just getting into stock again?
2: Yeah, right.
0: um, it's been such a long period of time where people are desperate to uh to buy you know this g two and uh I just think yeah maybe use this time and this kind of and just learn from this sort of launch which was a bit of a disaster to say the yeah. least. I thought the g one was bad enough but this was unfortunate really and yeah someone uh needs fire in there I think to be honest but yeah yeah I think yeah i think I do feel that the g three when it Finally, it does appear. I think they will do this right this time. I just got a feeling they're going to learn from everything that's happened.
1: Oh man, you know uh, what, Steve? I'm trying to. Be that's that's here. what I hope for the G two yeah. because the G one launch was so bad, you know. So I thought, okay, G two launch, they're going to make it happen. But now the learning is like so huge. If I don't know if I hope they can make it happen
2: for the G three. I hope. I it, wonder. Yeah. I wonder what the, the sales were like uh, for the G two. Um, I think as good well because.
0: yeah Yeah, i think they wasn't expecting uh so you know for it to be so successful straight away uh, yeah pre-orders, they were just overwhelmed by it really uh i
2: think it was uh, yeah i mean my impression is from the outside it seems to be that they were it was far more successful than the original of course i mean that was a bit of a mess anyway to be honest the original one as much as people wanted to get hold of it they couldn't get a hold uh, they couldn't get a hold of it and um, even when they did, there seemed to be some problems, at least with the initial batch and stuff. But the G2 seems to be far more positive, positive. and you hear a lot of people talking about the G2 far more as well.
1: Yeah, that's um, right.
2: I just wonder, like for a company like HP, you know, they, they, they've got to look at these sales and then look at, you know, I suppose to justify the R&D and the development of, of a, a further product, um, and hopefully they see it going in the right direction. Right, right. I agree. So I think
1: lots of people bought it. However, I also think they have lots of returns. People sending it back because it didn't work for them, right? Like like lots of people, they couldn't make it run on their systems for the X570 mainboard issues. And then uh, the cable is a bit loose, and and then the, the the picture will go black. So they had so many problems, and I do believe they did have quite a few people, quite a lot of people who simply send it back. But overall, I believe they had great sales, and I think this this could make them want to make a G3. However, the question is just how can they at all compete against the Quest 2 and the Quest 3 because everything is shifting towards that Quest platform. Sorry, Steve, to, to Don't let you know. Say this. <laughs> 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 P- PC VR is going down. No, honestly, man, like like um, whenever now I, I, I do the news and I, I check out the news, now it's like, okay, the thing, the game is coming out for Quest and probably they're also doing a PC VR version. Before it was always like okay it comes out for PC VR for Steam VR and there might be a Quest version now it's totally the other way around now yes for sure there's a Quest version and then okay we're also doing a PC VR version that's what you hear but in general no
0: I do feel though that there is a huge simming community out there yeah uh, even if you sort of just you know sort of side just park the gaming aspect I think probably if, it'd be interesting to see the sales figures if we did like a survey, you know, of how many people who bought the Revo GT are actually race simmers or flight simmers. Uh, I think it'd actually be, you'd be quite surprised at how many sales would just account for that, you know, genre. There's,
2: there's plenty of, of uh, companies as well that survive on providing like a niche for like the sim, simming community as well okay. as doing other other stuff yeah. like HP. So they, they can focus on whatever else that they do, and also produce this for the the niche consumers if they see it worthwhile for themselves, which obviously, you know, I think at this stage they they seem to do that. I don't think they're going to take over and be like the the leading headset or anything like that, but they can certainly survive in a certain niche market as well.
1: Agreed, agreed. Also, if you see that the Valve Index is also selling out every single time they have stock, so people still want to have yeah. PC VR headsets. They do. They, they right want now. to have
0: that premium AAA experience. They want to yeah. put that VR headset on and know that what they're experiencing is pushing the boundaries of what we can do right now. I just I feel that pe- there's enough people out there that want that, that to happen still. Okay. It's just a case of what, like you say, whether the you know with the Quest Two, which I love and hate at the same time. <laughs> that's the same feeling. Same feeling. <laughs> so, so Steve, what
1: do you think? How many, how many pieces of G2 have been sold by HP. Do you have any idea of what do you think?
0: Oh, God, yeah, that's a hard question. <laughs> I, I wouldn't like to even, even guess really, but I would imagine that in terms of sales of the G1, I bet this is at least 50% higher okay. uh, than the. Uh, at, like,
2: least, yeah, I I at least, yeah, I'd say at least, yeah. I think so too. I'm being
0: conservative there, but yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say really for um okay. they it, they, but. They nailed it in so many areas. And then fell down on the simple basics of just, you know, the the right. pre-order phase. And it was, the pre-order was far <laughs> too long. You know, we don't want pre-orders that long, really. We just, you know, we just want the headset in our hands and the, for it to be a seamless process. Because it, it leaves a bad taste in our in people's mouths. And it, it's a great shame because the headset, if you just look at it and, and, and you know, sort of, uh, just base it on its own merits, it's absolutely, it's exceptional. It really is. And there's nothing out there even now that has that resolution for that price point and and has the whole package, the audio, the comfort, you know, it's it is still a fantastic headset. Right. Uh, And you know
1: by the way, this podcast is in no way sponsored by HP.
0: No, at all. No, no it's not because I can't get hold of one.
2: Yeah, I yeah, can't. yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> Gary. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh my goodness! Dear HP team, yeah, right. So if you're watching this, Gary oh, doesn't have it yet. Anthony right. doesn't have it yet. Tatiana doesn't have it yet. So, so what's the matter here, dear HP team? You must be watching this podcast. Come on. I went, went onto the
2: website <laughs> the other day, and in in, in ah, you uh, want to buy US. it now. You want to buy it now, or? Well, I was look. I don't know. Look, actually, don't put me on the spot ah. You, <laughs> you want to buy it? I can feel it. here.
1: Gary, wants <laughs> to buy it.
2: No, I went on the U.S. In the U.S., I could get it in the U.S. And I don't know if they'd ship it over or something like that. But on the U.K. HP site, it's still saying, you know, notify me when it comes back in stock. What? So, okay. Yeah, wow.
1: So my estimation is they must have sold around at least probably 150,000 units,
2: I think. Would you yeah, think that's something like this is reasonable? It's, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, that's a, that yeah. That, I'll, I'll probably go for that that estimate yeah, as well. Right. It's, diffi- it's very difficult to even guess at these kinds <laughs> of things, isn't it? Really, it's, t- it's
1: very hard to guess. It's very hard to guess. My goodness! But if every single one of them would subscribe to MrTV, well, I would have one hundred fifty thousand subscribers. <laughs> I, so probably we have less. <laughs> I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> the lockdown
0: situation in the UK is starting to. It's going to get uh, improved soon. And honestly, Gary, as soon as that sorted up, more than happy. You know, you can uh, lend, I'll lend you the, the reverb for a, for a weekend and just so you, you Oh, know, that would be
2: great, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, thanks, Steve. I, I mean, to be honest, it's mainly Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> <isn't it>? so, <laughs> wow. You probably won't
0: want to give me it back, actually, if you try it, that's it. <laughs> in fact, someone said in the comments that the reverb G2 and Microsoft Flight Simulator is just absolutely beautiful. And they say, so right, them two together, oh, it's just incredible. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah.
2: that. See, like Elite Dangerous is another, like, it's one of my favorite VR games as well. And that, I think it'd be great in that game. Um, it is, yes. Yeah,
0: fantastic Elite Also,
2: I don't know, do you play, do, you, do either of you guys play races at all ever? Like um, Project
0: Cars. Project Cars uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah, yes. Yeah. But not yeah. like
2: seriously. No, Wait, I don't. I'm, I'm rubbish at it. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I would love to, that's another one that I would love to try it in. It's not really. I know oh, some people great. complain about the the tracking issues on the controllers and stuff like that, but really that doesn't interest me anyway. And I'm sure you know. I, I know I've spoke to you guys before, and you say it's not as as bad as all that anyway. But the yeah. types of games that I want to play with that headset are the simulations and, and that kind of stuff anyway. So that's what right. it's made for. Oh yeah, it, and, it, it know, it's so good.
0: But I mean, I have <laughs> played Half Life, Alex, and Medal of Honor uh, from start to finish in it, and uh, I had never I never had any problems with tracking. I think. 90% of the time, if you're, or maybe that's a little bit generous, 80% of the time, you know, when you're uh, staring down the sights of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, sniper rifles and things, I've got, I've literally got gameplay on my channel. And I know you have said of me li- doing this, you know, yeah, and of I, course it works. And the controllers are behaving fine. Right. Um, so it's not as bad as what people no. make out, but you do have to have your room set up properly. And maybe that's, maybe that in itself <clears> is a limitation <throat> really, you know. But really, for yeah. those
1: simulation games, it looks so beautiful, and yeah, I still have that feeling like, wow, it looks so beautiful. Yeah. Every time <laughs> when, I'm in, finished, yeah. when I'm in the headset, it's crazy. Steve, have you actually done the the, the mod, the Frankenforth mod, to get it closer to your eyes to get a bit more FOV and stuff?
0: No. Oh, you actually, haven't done that yet. No, but I've got uh, VR covers. Are actually going to send me some of their brand new uh, face padding. Uh, oh. face pads rather that they are going to go on sale soon so I'm going to check them out which I'm really excited about Steve, actually.
1: that was still under uh, embargo you should not have said that <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry it's
1: please. a secret that they come out with those
0: <laughs> well the, yeah, know, live
1: show you guys, you have not heard about that yet <laughs> exclusive so, I think <laughs> exclusive on MRTV <laughs> has just been revealed that VR cover is going to have face gaskets for the Reverb G2. Yeah, it's a live show. Steve, no problem, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. I
0: haven't tried that mod yet, no. For me personally, like I don't know, I'm so used to the Oculus-style headsets. I haven't tried a Pimax, so I don't know what that wide field of view is like. So I'm not, or even the Index, which is obviously so much better. Um, So I don't really know what it's like because I've I've never had that before. But, uh, you know, field of view-wise, I don't really... See is a massive problem for me really. Right. Um,
1: but I think probably you would enjoy that wide FOV of oh, some sure. of definitely the right
0: the right. <laughs> I
1: can <laughs> I can definitely also sit, put you in touch with the Pimax people. I think the Pimax um, would be very interested in letting you try it out.
0: I would love to try it. Yeah okay, let
1: me let me get yeah. let me let me get you in touch with them.
2: I- yeah, I, I always remember Steve telling me as well, because I did try the Pimax. Somebody, uh, Whitway Studios, actually, when I was on VR Roundtable, they right. loaned me a Pimax to try out for a while. Um, and I always remember Steve telling me, Steve and VR Roundtable, sorry, not you, Steve. <laughs> big confusion. Um, yeah, Steve and VR Roundtable, he always said that sometimes you don't notice the wide field of view until you go back. And that's true. That's it the point. It really hits you. That is Um, the point. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Like, um, Because I remember getting the Pimax and I thought you could tell instantly it's a wider field of view. But then going back to my Oculus CV1, it was like it was like looking through a a tunnel, really.
0: Um,
2: And it was a different kind of experience. But yeah, I mean. I've tried the Pimax. I'm not as um, enthusiastic about the Pimax as some other people, but um, only for, you know, I think it's probably improved since i tried it anyway, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it is has. It's distortion on the edges. That, it, yeah. is, it
1: is still there. So, But yeah. the, the good thing is you can actually change the field of view to not so super huge one, and then it's fine. So then those distortions, you will cut them and you will still have a bigger FOV than, than for most of the rest. So yeah, they have improved. They also have improved their software. They have improved lots of things. Also, their, yeah. their head strap is now better. So yeah, actually, they are getting, they're getting much better. So hopefully you can try one out sometime, sometime soon. Probably you would like it a lot. Now you, you have this 3090 PC right there, that monster. It is, it's just waiting. It's just waiting it for is. the Pimax, right yeah. to happen.
0: <laughs> it's been actually really interesting because uh, I've got my old computer as well as the new one at the moment. So I've just been doing a few back-to-back tests. And even in Sims, which is notoriously rubbish for you know, utilizing all your cores and hardware... It, it, it's made a huge uh, difference with the performance especially with the G2 I can run it at 100% resolution now which is the first time I've ever been able to do that so um but I don't know about the 8 the, is it the 8KX is that 8K I I just don't know how, how would that run you know even even with an RTX 3090 I think it's yeah. struggling but it struggling. should
1: it should be okay so yeah. probably you don't need the full resolution always yeah yeah hopefully you can try it out sometime Right. Okay. So, um what else did I do in my week I was still not finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so cold here in Germany with lots of snow. So, actually I did I did went out a bit into 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 the park with my wife. Yeah, my wife comes from Taiwan. They don't have snow there, so it was nice to play a bit with the snow. And uh, yeah, I did a video there as well. My wife, she's also actually a YouTuber, way more successful as compared to me, by the way. And she makes a video about playing in the snow. Boom, 50,000 views, first day. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. And I'm like, okay, I'm making these videos about these hardware things. It takes so much time. It's very complicated. Yeah, 500 views. <laughs> so <laughs> check out my wife's channel, Eliza Ang, and uh, yeah, you will see me playing in the snow it's amazing and uh, very, int- very, very, very nice videos. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what I did. And um, how about you, Steve? What did you do? How was your week?
0: Yeah, it was uh, I, I suppose quite a variety. In terms of VR, I, I actually used the Quest 2 quite a bit because obviously with the whole lockdown situation and um, my friend's got a CV1, uh, Oculus CV1. So we both downloaded a, uh, a, a mini golf game called uh, I think Walkabout mini-, uh, mini Golf. Ah, uh, it's nice. Like Ten pounds or something on the Oculus Store, and uh, it's obviously cross-platform as well. And I had such a laugh in that, actually. You know, just uh, just really having a good laugh, and uh, so yeah, really enjoying that. And just again, you know, I, I do love the Quest as well as hate it, but you know, it is a fantastic headset, and just be able to just play golf and spin around and not worry about wires and stuff. It was great, and. Uh, and, Again, then meeting,
1: and then even meeting your friend and playing together, Absolutely. right? That's amazing. Yeah,
0: totally. the, the social thing is just, oh, I love it. It is. It's great. And it, it must have been, it was just so nice to be able to, because we're not allowed to go anywhere at the moment, but you're able to put this VR headset on and there's your friend in VR and you're kind of having a laugh and stuff. And it's just, yeah, it it, it really cheers you up really, I suppose. And so I really enjoyed doing that with the Quest 2. Um and play more Saints and Sinners as well. I'm going through that again, which is, it's got the trial now that's uh, just come out on Quest 2, which is uh, very cool. I'm not very good at it, but uh, (laughs) I certainly have, give it a good try. Uh, But apart from that, actually, just, I mean, I have been using uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator again, uh, like Gary said, and uh, I'll just tell you one flight I've been doing, I've actually I'm doing a around the world series, going right around the world. And at the moment I'm flying around Alaska and uh, i was look and actually they it si they microsoft flight simulator it simulates different wildlife so you can see giraffes and elephants and in this case flying around alaska i was looking down like i see some grizzly bears like literally behind, um on this sort of um, uh, hillside so so I actually landed right next to them and kind of sat right next to these bears and they were coming right at me and it was just amazing to see it. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do
1: that. You can just land anywhere and then see some. Of course. Uh,
0: what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've got a video on the channel of me. Uh, actually, I landed and didn't do a good job. Even you know, it was me, a supposed hardcore simmer, I crashed because I completely messed up the landing. But I, you get like this little drone, and I was droning around in VR, and I, I I sat it on this hillside, and I was just watching these bears. Uh, it sounds crazy. Cause it's a flight sim, right? But you know, it's <laughs> it's more like a world simulator, and uh, it, it's just fantastic. So yeah, just been really enjoying doing that, really um, mainly, I suppose, and a little bit of quest to action, of course, as well. But uh, yeah, and and just obviously just trying out this new system of mine that now that I've got this uh, Stormforce PC and. If anyone's actually uh, a bit of a, a, a cheeky sort of uh, advertisement here, but Stormforce actually because um, I bought this computer with my own money. I didn't even contact them or anything like that. And they they were so thrilled about sort of my experiences. They they actually emailed me and said that they're, they're looking into getting discounts for um, anyone who's interested in buying a new computer from them. So stay tuned for that because uh, if you are looking to get a really beefy computer or even sort of a mid-range spec system, you might be able to get two, you know, one hundred, two hundred pounds off a brand new computer, which you know that could buy you a, nearly a Quest Two as well, couldn't it? Really, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is cool. that
1: is really a good deal. Um, right, so for it. all of the people who are in the UK, you must absolutely subscribe to VR Flight Sim Guy to get all those deals to get you a free <laughs> <laughs> Quest yeah, Two. <laughs>
0: absolutely, yeah, maybe, not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can
1: find the link to Steve's channel down in the description of this video. Cool.
0: Yeah, so it's been pretty cool week, really.
1: Yeah, very Thanks. good, very nice, very good. Okay, so then we can dive in into our content, <laughs> to into the topics there. What
0: this... are we talking about now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, not so many things uh, were happening. However, there's some interesting stuff going on, and yeah, we we'll just stick to stick to the quest too. So let's check this out here on uh, on road to vr so facebook reality labs vp hints that the quest 2 will be updated with a 120 hertz refresh rate wow that is definitely interesting so andrew boss bothworth was doing a q and a session on instagram and people were asking him is there going to be 120 hertz mode and he gave it a thumbs up <laughs> very nice so it means <clears throat> That most probably after the 90 Hertz mode, the 90 Hertz support that we have now on the Quest 2, there is most probably going to be 120 Hertz support. And here in the Road to VR article, they say it would be most probably would make it optional for developers to choose between 72 Hertz, 90 Hertz, and 120 Hertz. Makes sense, right? Because, well, 120 Hertz, 120 frames per second, that is quite a lot. It totally depends on what your game is like, if like how beautiful it is and stuff, right? If you can really make 120 frames per second, so they should probably be able to choose it. Anyways, it's cool that the device actually would be able to do that, right? So the Quest Two is getting better and better, right? Gary, it's funny. What do
2: you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no <laughs> I, I, I think it's good um with this particular news story. Okay, the. the the fact is that this is good for developers in in terms of having options. And while this looks like a single option, like so, you've got the seventy-two hertz, then you've got the ninety hertz, and now you've got a, a possible one hundred and twenty hertz coming in the future. That doesn't necessarily mean that developers have to only have the one hundred and twenty frames per second to match that. They could, then, as an option if Oculus allow them to do this uh, just have the 60 frames per second interpolated to the 120 hertz this is actually a better way of incorporating more applications even more demanding applications <laughs> because the the hard work isn't necessarily on the headset itself it's on the refresh rate and the the background um, the ASW and that kind of stuff in order to to you know project it to the that 120 hertz of course if if programs can uh load demand enough that they can run at a native 120 hertz then that would be fantastic but i think i see this as an extra option for developers. you're
1: right you're right
2: um i think if okay. if you know you could get more uh, intensive graphics um running at 60 hertz and have just this 120 hertz interplated because that's what a lot of things do and it's what a lot these it's really why oculus lowered the specs down for the original cv1 because originally it was a 970 that you needed back in 2016 then they lowered it down once they'd increased the technology of asw then it went down to a 960 because they had they said that you can use this asw as a better safety net and you don't need such a demanding system so you know this 120 hertz if if programs can get to that natively fantastic if not it's another option You're so right. I never actually thought of it that actually you
1: just do this kind of reprojection at 60 frames per second and you have it interpolated to 120, and then probably then suddenly everything looks super smooth, right? While while, while still having like beautiful, beautiful visuals since you only need to do 60 frames.
2: It's so smart. it's what psvr did the psvr most of their titles were running at 60 frames per second interpolated to 120 hertz because they the the system couldn't match it yet the headset was capable of 120 hertz so i hope that they they do this because it would be great to get better graphics running at a perceptibly smooth 120 hertz fantastic yeah you're right
0: it's funny ago you've actually changed my opinion i had a different (laughs) opinion but now i've changed
1: it now wow amazing Amazing show. Thinking,
0: yeah, well, I was just thinking <laughs> that because obviously, when the the Valve Index can handle, um, is it 120 hertz as well? It can, yeah, it can, yeah. And I always thought that's completely pointless for PC-based VR headsets because we're never going to get native 120 frames per second, unless depending on obviously what you're running. But you know, a, a pretty high fidelity game, you'd be lucky to be running half that really. And so I thought, well, perhaps the Quest Two. Um, does that mean developers are going to be chasing this native? 120 frames per second to the point where they're going to you know it's going to affect the fidelity of the visuals that's the only thing i was worried about but i didn't really think about the sort of obviously the asw technique that even if it is half to 60 frames per second with that that'll actually be really nice and smooth Actually, if they, they allow frame yeah you're right if they
2: allow it that's the only thing i mean I'm, I'm just sort of guessing really that they would allow that to happen but who knows
1: It makes sense, and I must also say, Gary, you have also changed my mind (laughs) because (laughs) because I just I actually want to say like okay for me personally, I don't see a big difference between ninety hertz and one hundred twenty hertz. So yes, I can I can tell the difference between seventy two hertz and ninety or one hundred twenty hertz, but from ninety to one hundred twenty, I don't quite see the difference. However, if it's just for letting applications run at sixty and then interpolating up to one hundred twenty, wow, makes so much sense. Can you see the difference between 90 and 120
2: Hertz? It's difficult. Uh, Like (laughs) like, there's certain things. Like so, I've I've mentioned this probably on to to other people where, like there's certain applications. So for example, space pirate trainer. I always remember going space pirate trainer when I first got my index and running that at 144 hertz native. Um, That was um, I could tell the difference. I could tell the difference there. If you were to give me an A and B comparison, which you can do in the index as well between 90 and 120. um, You, I think I can see the difference, but it's not enough to worry about, honestly. Uh, for most titles, but if you go from 90 up to that 144 hertz and it's absolutely smooth, there's no reprojection at all, then I think that is a value. But like a job simulator, space pirate trainer, these kinds of games can run at native 144 hertz in the Valve Index on you know a a, a modestly specced PC, um, like a 1080 Ti. I, I think I'm i know space pirate training can i'm pretty sure job simulator can as well so it's it's not the it's not the be all and end all but i think it does add an extra layer on there of immersion
0: i'm kind of imagining that refresh rate would be really useful for sort of real uh you know games i don't like playing tennis or something or like you know
1: exactly table tennis people like to play table tennis with these high frequencies yeah
0: because of that (laughs) movement and so i'd imagine it would be a lot smoother yeah. I'm not sure, but I'm just kind of guessing. It is. It it is yeah. really.
1: It it does make a difference. I have the Pimax 5K Super here with 180 hertz, <laughs> and well, actually, that's I, crazy. and actually, I can <laughs> I can use it with my 3080 playing like 11 table tennis at 180 hertz. Does it
0: really hit 180? It that's really hurts. It, wow. it really hits, not hurts. Really it, really, <laughs> it really, it really, it
1: really hits 180 frames per second, and it's like very smooth. Absolutely. It's, wow. it's really fantastic. So, yeah. so that, that one, absolutely, it works. So yeah, higher hertz is better. And also f- for, for people not feeling as sick as easily. That's what I also heard, that if you play at 60 frames per second or not very high frequencies, people tend to get sick more easily as compared to playing yeah. at 120 hertz or 144 hertz. So yeah, the Quest 2 is getting better. I just it's kind cr- of it incredible isn't
0: it how it's this it's the very cheap headset and it's doing all these things first in a lot of ways finger tracking you know bringing it yeah. sort of to the mainstream as well as all these different refresh rates it can go down to 72 hertz and now it's crazy isn't it it's, it's it's amazing really value for money i've got to say oh what am i saying i don't know. Uh,
1: yeah no it's <laughs> but i totally get it it's true though the thing is if it wasn't for that uh, forced facebook login i would be i would be totally hyping this device because it's amazing
2: right but because of the facebook forced login I, I simply can't do it i think yeah. yeah i think as well it's not like a with the Quest Two, it's it's difficult because I understand where you're coming from, Sebastian. It's yeah. not it's not like a black and white situation with this. You can right, s- right. understand as a as a tech enthusiast, you can understand what they're doing, the low price they're doing it for, getting VR right. into the hands of all these people. It comes at a cost, as you've mentioned. It comes at a cost, and people have to make a decision based on that, really. Um, but yeah, I, I'm it, it's sometimes difficult. I don't I don't begrudge Facebook uh, trying to push this in some ways. As, as long as they're not being as nefarious as sometimes it can appear that they are. That's the only thing. Because when you look at how their business is run and the underlying method of how their business is run, that's what makes people concerned. Didn't they? I that's hope the they can prove everybody wrong. I hope they can prove everybody wrong. Absolutely.
1: I hope so too. I really hope so too that actually what Bosworth said, that they want to become like the, the big champion of privacy, <laughs> it's very funny to say that, as somebody yeah. working for Facebook but i would i would i would root for them if they really make that change if they really put their actions where their mouth is wow i would i would totally love it so i'm also keeping keeping an open mind to that and i'm not just okay facebook is evil and i would totally hate whatever yeah. they do no i really absolutely have an open mind and if they prove that they are not evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. with, with our data then for sure it's going to be fine. However, I will still on my channel will definitely let people know about the problems that I see here. Yeah, you, you don't sure, see that yeah. on, just, on, on many, many other channels. Yeah.
0: I just feel like like Oculus and Pimax, That they're, they're about the that they're you can you can sense or used to anyway with Oculus the the enthusiasm and the the passion for VR wanting to really sort of like bring something that really pushes the boundaries in Facebook's um land it's it's the other way around isn't it it's obviously business first of course it is for any company really but i, I do feel they are a little bit aggressive and just this announcement of the quest 3 to me worries me because they didn't need to say anything about it. they could have just said the quest 2 is looking to be the most <clears throat> mainstream headset uh you know it's lo- it's on yeah. track at the end of it it didn't they didn't need to mention anything about the quest 3 and i just feel like you know I hope this is not the start of what we said the other week about this sort of iPhone kind of business model of bringing incremental updates. They probably have something so much more incredible to to give to the uh, to the community. But if they're looking at their sales figures, think well, actually, we'll just give them this with a little bit of better, you know, a better face pad or whatever, or just some of the the comfort mods. will have that for 300 <laughs> pounds instead. People jump upon that, and yeah. I, 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 that's what I worry really about it. But, but. honestly
1: speaking. Like we are all living oh, in the West, right? In Western countries and $299 shit. is really not so expensive for our <clears> favorite <throat> hobby, right? If they, if they can really give us this incremental things that are really better and at the moment they can do that, come on, I think it's fine. I would take a quest every year if, if, it's, if it's really giving me something better since I'm an enthusiast and uh, Steve, hey, you're, hey, going to, yeah. you're going to buy it too. <laughs>
0: Uh, the only way I'd buy a Quest 3 is if it's got a dedicated Display Port as a sort of option, um, yeah. you know, to go d- into your PC as well. That yeah, we're going, we're
1: going to talk about that yeah. next year. You're going yeah, to. Yeah, I, so. I have the feeling you're going to buy one even if it doesn't come with that. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll I have that feeling. Ten pounds
1: on it. <laughs> oh, euros. oh yeah, I, I totally bet with you as well. Yeah, okay, my ten euros <laughs> for your ten pounds. Yeah, it first, there we go. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Right, right. Yeah, okay, cool. So 120Hz refresh rate seems to be a very cool update if it comes. And uh, yeah, why, why wouldn't it come if uh, Bosworth says thumbs up? Next story that we're going to talk about also has to do with the Quest 2. And uh, the Rec Room studio, yeah, Rec Room, we know the, the social app that's also on the Quest. The studio estimates Facebook sold two to 3 million Oculus Quest headsets in the fourth quarter of last year. And they can estimate that based on on the usage of Rec Room, right? Because they know how many different people play their their game using a Quest 2. So this this makes for a very interesting kind of number here because, well, we don't get numbers from Oculus themselves, but Rec Room says they probably sold two to three million Quest 2s. Wow, that's a pretty amazing number, right? If you think that PSVR, we also got some estimates that they probably sold like something around five million units. So if the the, the Oculus Quest 2 sold two to three million only in the fourth quarter, that is kind of mind-blowing, isn't it?
0: That is amazing, yeah. It's on track for being the if it's not already the, uh, you know, the mainstream headset, really the, the first one to break that sort of, what did, did Anthony say? Is it 10 million or something or in one yeah. year or something? I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be getting close.
2: I think um, because they threw around this figure a few like Oculus connects ago where they said that, yes. that uh, an ecosystem gets self-sustaining once it gets to like 10 million users because then the developers know, know they're going to earn enough from developing for the platform and that kind of stuff. Um, with with this, I was just I was just looking. So in this article, it says that yep. they are estimating it as being a 40% attach rate uh, for Rec Room per quest. To me... OK, so with, with that 40% attach rate, taking that as, as their estimate, then it, it looks to be around 2 to 3 million right, right, exactly. uh, units. That seems like a low attach rate, slightly lower attach rate for, for Rec Room than I would expect, personally. But I'm just thinking about this as is, is a new user to Oculus Quest 2 coming in they will probably purchase a few titles then go through a lot of the free apps and because rec room is sort of semi recognizable at least i think a lot of people will at least download rec room you're right and that 40% might be lower so it might the, the actual figure might not be quite as high as 2 to 3 million maybe a l- slightly lower than that but even even so it's it's an impressive number isn't it for that period it's incredible it's really incredible i mean the quarter
1: is just 3 months and well they they could probably sell more if it wasn't like sold out in lots of places where you actually can't buy it so that is crazy and we have just we have just estimated that prob- perhaps the G2 sold 100,000 or 150,000 that's only an estimate right we don't know but um i believe that this could this could make sense if you if you if you also he- hear what other developers say that they say okay thanks to the Quest 2 we sold we we made 10, 10 times more profit than before the Quest 2. So from the developers, from most of the developers that somehow talk about how much they earned, it was always about once the Quest was out and now with the Quest 2, they sold so much more. And also we heard like, okay, if you're not on the Quest, if we're not on the Quest, if you can make it into the Quest store, well, they have a big problem, right? Because that's where the money is every single developer needs to be on quest so if i if i would make a new game i would for sure make it for the quest first and then also yeah also think about to also publish it on on pc vr but honestly the pc vr platform it, it, it's not so many things going on steve
0: <laughs> but it's tech, it, it will it will it will never die it's never it, it, it certainly wouldn't and i think um <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I, think,
2: I think, I think, the point as well is developers know that if they get onto the quest two, if they're allowed onto the quest two, it's pretty much a guaranteed. Uh, you know, you've made it pretty much and right. because there's there's not a a huge there's a lot of titles, but there's not a huge amount of titles that released every week. You know, you go right. on, you can go on for two weeks and there's nothing been released, and then you go on again, and then there's probably two or three titles. That's, so yeah. I think all oh, the attention is on you if you get on the quest store on the quest uh store then you, you you pretty much made it in terms of like securing funding for perhaps your next project at least i think I just so just like
0: the, the quest Two, i think this year is going to be the big year for the answer uh whether it's going to be that huge mainstream headset, because at the moment, I imagine a few people have said this in, in the comments as well. It's obviously due to the pandemic. It's obviously due to the situation that the world is facing right now that the Quest 2 has just hit that, you know, uh, sort of uh, that point perfectly. Because I think, I guess, people will be saving up for holidays that they wasn't able to go on and things like that. So they've got this maybe a bit of spare cash, and obviously VR is just the most incredible way to escape. Uh, the realities of what we're all facing at the moment. So I just feel it's the longevity that I'm going to be interested in. Are people going to put the headset down once lockdown finishes? Is there going to be enough games to support it re- moving forward? Mm-hmm. I know we've got some big titles coming, but how long is it going to take before? Because the- i mean so if, even for me, when I um, bought my Quest and I had a look on the store, I was a little bit disappointed. There, mm-hmm. th- there isn't any real kind of proper sort of uh, I know games that excited me that much apart I've just tried a few of the, the, the demos and things like that apart from saints and sinners really I haven't bought anything else yet for the quest 2 and I just hope there's going to be a point where there's going we're going to get these big and it You're is right. coming. It's just a case of hopefully it's you know they need to continue that momentum. That's that's my right. concern. But but I, but,
1: I, but I agree with you. We still lack like this kind of meaty games. You know, like Half-Life Alex. These games where you can put like we need another one of the ads, ten ten hours into it, and it would be great if something like this came to Quest in Quest Two. And I still believe that Lone Echo 2 is going to be that game that will make (laughs) so many people buy the Quest 2. I still believe it it wouldn't make sense to to launch that game on the Rift platform since they're not even selling that anymore. What do you you, you think, Gary? Uh, Will the Lone Echo 2 come out for Quest 2 only, like Quest 2 and not even run on Quest 1 because they are simply making it for... Quest 2, that is my big guess, by the way. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know if they'll go that far with it. Okay. Um, but, but then again, I mean, it, look, if they simply can't get it to run on the the Quest 1, then why not just put it on the Quest 2? Because by all accounts, they've sold millions of Quest 2s anyway. You know, when I look at the, these numbers as well, even it is an estimate, like 2 to 3 million, it's rivaling what PlayStation have done. Mm-hmm. What, what did they announce? Four and a half million yeah, PlayStation like Fives, mm-hmm. and I know that there's supply limitations of PlayStation, and you know a little bit of Quest Two supply limitation perhaps, but not quite to the level of PlayStation Five. Um, but the the issue is that you can now rank this alongside sort of a console launch in in, in that quarter. It's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: Really, it is know? fantastic, yes. If, if, if you take away the Facebook thing and the whole login and the, for me, the standalone thing and the PC versus standalone, actually, if you just think about it as the VR community, uh, you know, and this headset is just completely stormed into the first lead. And it's it, it might be, I guess it's a double-edged sword, but I think it's still going to be great for VR one way or another, isn't it? Really, in terms of sort of, uh, there's so many people, even uh, friends that have have tried the Quest 2 now that wouldn't even imagine having a VR headset. They're they're more of a console gamer, like you said, Gary, and like you know, it's it's incredible to think that we're now talking on those same, almost on the same level. There, it's very exciting. Yeah. It, whichever way you look at it, it's fantastic. It is new, exciting.
1: So. It is exciting, and as much as I like scold like Facebook for doing all these things that I don't like, I still think it, it does bring something to the VR market. Because for developers, now actually it makes sense to do a VR title. Because now with these numbers, if they get into the Oculus Quest store, they kind of have made it. If they manage to make a half good game, it doesn't even have to be like like super great. But if it's like oh, good enough, they will just like Gary said like, they will make enough money to sustain themselves or even yeah. to have a nice profit and since there're not so many games right now whenever there's a new game in the in the quest store like all the community all these millions of people will be super happy to check it out right uh, all the youtubers they will directly play it no matter what it is because there's not
2: so many games to try out right so yeah it makes sense it's it's good so it does Yeah. When you think about it from that point of view, actually, you just made me think, Sebastian, as well. Like the the YouTubers out there that, that are covering new releases. When they know they've got two to three or or presumably like two to three million people that have quest twos, they'd be crazy to ignore any kind of quest content. You need to put content, quest content out there and cover every single quest title that's being released, which is perfectly manageable because there's not that many being released on a weekly basis.
1: Now I feel bad because I totally didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but, but you're right No, you're right Gary I should totally start to play every single game No, but you're absolutely right and um, I'm also going to do that I think because this I, yeah it's it's good but
0: <laughs> for me though I just like I said I guess I'm just harping back to what I said before but uh, a lot of Quest 2 games coming out just for me are a little bit I don't know to say this really it's a little bit strong but a bit childish for me a little bit kind of cartoony a little bit kind of um, I want something really truly immersive and I know that XR2 chipset can handle it i know it can it's actually it surprised me how powerful um that that uh, processor is and like I, I it's just i i do feel there's a lot that we haven't seen yet so i i am excited for this year for what hopefully some developers can make use of that um, do, you,
2: do you see do you hear about like Oculus, because during the early days of the CV1 and stuff like that, they funded, they they put a lot of money into developers, big big AAA, well, say A developers in some cases, where they were funding titles. And I'm not hearing too much about that for the Quest 2, speci- or Quest and Quest 2 platform specifically. But to me, it seems like Oculus must be funding some kind of behind-the-scenes development for these platforms because what everybody wants, the, the thing that's missing from the store is these Deeper titles, whether they're graphically intensive or not. I think it just needs sort of longer titles, deeper titles, and perhaps they were trying to go for that with that Jurassic World aftermath, but it just didn't. For me, no. that didn't hit them all. No. no,
1: no, it no. Didn't, hit, didn't, totally no. didn't hit it. Totally didn't hit it. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we'll get something. Again, my big guess is Lone Echo 2 is going to be a Quest 2 title. I, Hopefully have that they would be been good.
0: working on that for such a long yeah, time? Yeah, it,
1: it should be coming just, out this year. Come I, on. I, just,
0: I can <laughs> see that the, you know, the first part of that development process would have been for the Rift. Uh, and I, I don't know how much of that would need to be downgraded for the Quest 2. It would make sense, I think, for them to... I don't know. I think it's still be maybe cross platform, probably.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm with you actually, Steve. I think I agree. I think they will probably release it still with the PC platform, but um I think the delays and why it's taking so long is because they are trying to get it on the Quest as well. Yeah.
1: Oh, that would make sense. That would be great if it came out on both platforms. Yeah, why not? I would be with you guys. If it came out yeah. on both, that <laughs> would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So now, let's talk about the next topic. And The topic is App Lab. We have talked about this on the show before. So that is basically um, Facebook taking back control, right? So SideQuest is still there right now, but actually SideQuest is not that alternative store anymore. It's more like of a directory where you can find... Um, games and apps that have not been admitted to the official store. So that's good for developers, since they can still get their content onto the platform without having people to do these kind of sideloading things, like developer accounts. So getting the friction out of the way is great. And for Facebook it makes sense, since they can still like enforce their terms and conditions because all the stuff that goes into app lab of course still has to adhere to the Facebook terms and conditions now this story here on upload vr is all about um, gigodam the developer of Virtual desktop. We had him here on the show in the second episode, I think even, and we were talking about virtual desktop. Of course, virtual desktop is the app that allows you to see your your screen, your PC VR, your PC screen in in VR. But the, the most important function for lots of people is actually it allows them to stream PC VR and Steam VR games directly onto the Quest and Quest 2. Now unfortunately, Facebook did not allow virtual desktop to, to have this functionality in the store version. So that's why Guy Godin put it out into the SideQuest version and you had to sideload that function onto your virtual desktop. So right now there's App Lab and actually, of course, Guy Godin is trying to submit this virtual desktop version into the App Lab, but... Unfortunately, it is under review since a couple of days already. And yeah, your app is being evaluated by our review team. So he is not sure if actually Facebook is going to allow him to put the virtual desktop version that allows people to use PC VR wirelessly, if they allow him to put this into the App Lab, or if people still need to use the side loading version. Yep. Now I would like to ask you, Stephen Gary, what do you think? Will Facebook allow GigaData to put the to put the virtual desktop with that with that function of um, streaming games wirelessly to the Quest onto the App Lab? What do you think? No,
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay, tell me um, why. I, I I hope they they will, and it's still up in the air. I, I think um, if they were going to allow it. I don't know why they wouldn't have just allowed it straight away um they're going through this longer long process and this is gee <laughs> Godin says in this tweet he says the feature is used by more than forty thousand people every day and adds lots of value to the quest platform um and he's left hanging there waiting for this to be approved in the app lab which seems like a no-brainer and the reason presumably oculus don't want to approve it straight away is because they've got their own systems going on behind the scenes to uh do the same thing and that's why they don't want this alternative easy easy to um because at the moment you have to sideload it on it's more of a it's more friction as you say sebastian so i can understand why they wouldn't want it it it, it seems to me like if they knew this was coming they knew that as soon as they released ablab the this which is the number one download on SideQuest would be the thing that they would want to to approve and yet they're dragging their heels on it to me it seems like they're not going to do it i hope i'm wrong on that by the way because um this is probably the number one feature i use on my quest 2 i'm in my living room and over here in my office this is actually a garage at the end of my garden so i can just stream pc vr into my living room and it's absolutely fantastic so it's the most use case I get from my Quest 2, in all honesty, on a daily basis. Um, so I'm sure they're working, Oculus are working on their own official thing to do this. And they don't want to allow this. And if they can get away with not allowing it, then they won't. Um, that's my opinion. But again, I hope I'm wrong.
0: I totally agree with Gary, actually. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious they're working on something behind the scenes, really. Um, that's going to be more native because they've quite clearly seen the power of this and the sort of, you know, the um, the success. I mean, wow! It, it it makes sense that this is supported anyway. But this this would be about bad news as well, I think as well. I mean, um, I think they should get him on board. And even if I don't know how long in the future this this update, if they're if ever going to happen, is going to come. But I know that in in sort of in the PC wheel, when um, our, there was a Microsoft uh, FSX, I think they called it. Uh, and it didn't have VR support. But there was a company called Fly Inside that actually brought in VR. Uh, and that was allowed to happen. And even though they were going to, you know, and it never actually had VR uh, implemented. I think in this case, it's a similar thing, where even though it's not natively uh, support, well, not yet, I still think people he should be given a chance to actually get his uh, app on the platform for all he's done for the, for the Quest platform, really.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Sebastian, just very quickly on that point, because I I agree. When he says in this tweet, like it's adding value to the Quest platform, absolutely. There's people, there's got to be people that have purchased the Quest. So many. Solely for this. this So many. Absolutely,
0: yeah. It's the least I can do, isn't it, really?
2: So (laughs) many. I, I see it in
1: my comments. Whenever I talk about this app, people say, I bought the Quest 2 because I am able to use PC VR wirelessly. So many. So Gigadon with virtual desktop has given so much value to the platform. It's crazy. So I also totally agree with everything that you two said. I also actually don't think that Facebook is going to allow it because why this long review process? They know the app. They they know. They have the reasons why they didn't allow it in the first place. And I don't see any reasons why this should have changed. Now, honestly speaking, this App Lab is a good thing in general, and it says like, okay, for apps that um, are not perfectly ready yet, for example, or I don't know, for all these kind of things, people can now put their apps and games into the App Lab. And now that is such such a reason. For example, because no, because Facebook said, okay, they are worrying that people might not have the perfect experience with that. Their Wi-Fi networks might not be uh, strong enough and, and so on and so forth. So the experiences might vary, right? But that is exactly what this App Lab is for, isn't it? It's for people to decide themselves. Do I want this? Yes or no? So in my opinion it doesn't make sense that the review process is taking so long and that might that it might that they might even say no we don't allow that in our app lab and then in general sorry we're back here at the evil company <laughs> where i believe that they simply have their agenda they have their own app and they're simply driving out any kind of competition. And that is not something new. We have seen that before. And I would like to remind the VR community here about your fitness, why you are. It's an app that was programmed by fantastic people. And th- this is an app where you would it would count your calories in the background when you play Beat Saber and so on and so forth. Amazing idea, right? Amazing idea. And then Facebook they simply broke it. They didn't, it it was working fine and then Facebook made updates and they were breaking that software like four times and then after they have completely broken it, they said like, hey, you know what guys, we have an amazing app and it's called Oculus Move and it's going to track your calories when you play Beat Saber on the Quest and boom! So, competitor destroyed by using that market power that they have. And by the way, if the CEO of your fitness is watching this live, this uh, this podcast or listening to it, I would totally love to have you on this show to tell us your story about how Facebook simply, yeah, simply kicked you out, right? Simply using mm-hmm. their market power kicked out competition in a really, really, like nasty way. And that's not the only that's not the only time that this happened, right? It's like happening all the time with Facebook. They are so big, and they are ruthlessly killing competition. The newest thing now, Clubhouse. You've probably heard about this new app, right? Where you have this kind of audio conversations with other people. Facebook is copying it right now right now as we speak. So, yeah, I don't like that. And honestly speaking, yeah, that's that's really something that we would watch. We should watch. And uh, in general, uh, I would like to speak with uh, the CEO of Your Fitness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, on, on that point as well, Sebastian, because um, they, they approached Guy Godin, uh, Darshan of Big Screen as well. They've all got similar stories to that. Guy Godin has managed to find a way around this because of side quest side loading primarily, in order to get around the restrictions. And that's why he survived for so long, brought so much value to this platform. And... Um, I do want to just quickly address a comment from a gaming science teacher in chat where she said, uh, I don't think virtual desktop is taking longer than others. They all have to be waiting approval and getting uh, due to the enthusiastic response we're experiencing a high volume of submissions um, reply, Um, which is a, a fair point. I will say that's a fair point. I think Oculus in this particular instance must have seen what was coming with virtual desktop with it being in such high demand that this sort of is almost an exception to the floodgates that have been opened, in in my opinion anyway. And I, I think that they could have seen this come in and said approved or denied immediately, but they're dragging their heels and they're trying to give themselves time to possibly like like present this in a, in a better light perhaps I, d- I don't know but um it's a fair point by gaming sites, teacher because i know that they they do take a while for these things to get accepted onto app lab and that's why there's not that many there at the moment
1: right but i do think they know of this particular app and they 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 should make an exception i mean they know they know exactly what they're doing here I think they're just buying time with this under review. They're, they're thinking about how to respond to that. They also know that they cannot simply piss off the community, and they are very smart about things. They are so smart about things. Also, the whole way how they are now killing SideQuest, right? They're doing it in a nice way, like embracing it, like they're working together with SideQuest, right? But actually, they are like actually having all the control. So... I believe they are going to make this in a smart way. They're simply thinking how to do it. And of course, they want to have this functionality by themselves, which is also understandable. And yeah, I can simply hope that Guy Godin will keep on working on this and yeah, that he can still sell his software. But I'm I'm sure he's also, he has some other ideas as well, (laughs) not just this. Yep, so that's something that we will keep watching. Godin and um, virtual desktop on the App Lab. We're for sure going to find out more in the future. All right, we have some more small topics that we can talk about before we get to the Apple to the Apple topic. Some small things that I would like to mention. So there's a company called Striker VR, and they have raised four million to bring haptic VR guns to consumers. And the Striker VR gun, it looks really, really cool. It does remind us a bit of the PSVR aim controller. Um, it has it has like a trackpad on the front, and yeah, well, they, they've been they've been making these 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 guns for arcades actually. But now with that $4 million investment, they want, they, want, they, want to play, they want to use these funds to move into the con- consumer VR space. Now I believe this should be no problem for PC VR. Probably you could simply attach uh, a Vive Tracker for Steam VR games, right? But for for the Oculus Quest. And they also want to bring this to the Oculus Quest, and also for for the, the for the Windows Mixed Reality headsets, for all the Inside Out tracked headsets. I do see a problem with that, for the tracking, of course, right? So probably you would have to to attach your controller somehow to make that work. And uh, well, it, it's. We have to see how this pans out. They say the controller should be less than $500, and they are working on it right now. So, as we all know, we do have this kind of controller for the PlayStation VR, the PSVR aim controller, and it's really fantastic. It's so much fun to play games with a PSVR aim controller, and I think this is, of course, easier for a closed system like PlayStation VR, right? Makes sense. So I do see this a bit problematic to to make it compatible with all the PC VR games. How about tracking? How about price point? What do you guys think about this?
0: It looks. I mean, for me, I would be interested in something like this because I'm a huge fan of first-person shooters in VR. Um, but I don't. I, I just. I don't really understand the price point. I, I get that the technology. You know, it's a new sort of specialist thing, but. It, and the nuts and bolts of it, really, for me, I maybe I'm missing the point here, but I just feel it could be cheaper than that, really. Like, you you could, like, even for, uh, I suppose it's the it's, it's the sensors, isn't it, and the, the haptic feedback situation. I mean, but you could actually make something like this at home with a 3D printer, and you can in the flight sim world, really. Uh, so, I mean, how, I don't know, I think they need to bring the price down a little bit uh, for me, personally, but it does look really, really cool.
1: Yeah, it does look cool. and. The special thing about this device also should be that you can very much feel when you shoot, you know, like you shoot and then you, f- you feel that. So that's probably something special. It w- is it
2: something that would interest you, um, Gary?
0: Uh,
2: well, I did like uh, the aim controller. Um, you know, I only really played Farpoint with it, <laughs> I, honestly. Farpoint is so good. Yeah, it is it is really good. Um, but I don't Play a huge amount of first-person shooters and the car. I, mean, I guess I'm just not the in the market of of this kind of device, really, like multiplayer shooters and that kind of stuff. I like the idea of it, and, and yeah, you're right. Maybe they'll 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 have like an attachment for the Quest controllers and stuff like that. Something where it sits on top. I can see that working. Um But it's uh how much is it? What, what did did you say? I, I uh, under under five hundred dollars. That's what they're yeah. aiming for. Yeah, it's could, be nine, nine, then. <laughs> could
1: be very could be 499 dollars. Yeah. yeah, I also believe this is going to be like a very high-end device. Probably it's yeah. amazing. I I just hope that they can get the tracking right. That they this attachment for the controllers that it works well. Yeah, why not? Why not? There's enough space on the top where they could have some kind of cradle where you can simply put the controller in, and then probably it would be an amazing thing to use. Yeah, why not? But I also think it's going to be some, some high-end stuff. It's probably going to be too expensive for most.
0: It does look fantastic. It does yeah, look. right, I right. think I'm interested in the haptic feedback. I mean, is it just going to be a glorified controller in terms of how it feels, or is it really going to kick? You know, is it going to really feel good? Because if, if that is the case, then it is worth the money because yeah. you'll be able to really feel that, you know... So yeah. I think
2: it's yeah, I think it's it's not necessarily like I, I dismiss the price and I was wrong to do that because I'm not the kind I'm not into the market for this, that's all it is. But it's like um I think for the niche people that that are into these kinds of games, the multiplayer kinds of games, and that really want that kind of experience. Because I'm into Elite Dangerous and I can sort of envision myself buying one of these um, things, these haptic things for your seat, where you feel the rumble oh, the and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the book kicker. Yeah. That's butt it. Butt kicker. Yeah. I want <laughs> they're they're really expensive, and they yeah, are, I'm yes. thinking you know could I could I get one of those to enhance the experience so that's my kind of thing uh, the book kick got that's so hilarious
0: thing, yeah. actually you're totally right there Gary even though I've just moaned about the price I'm sat here with bloody yokes and pedals and goodness knows what that <laughs> yeah. are two or three hundred pounds each so I guess if you're really that into first person shooters then really it's worth it's worth every penny isn't it really yeah, if you're gonna get that real, you know, experience, agreed, immersion. Agreed. Yeah,
1: for some people, it will be totally worth it if they can make if this can make their first-person experience amazing, right? If you can really feel like whenever you shoot, uh, could be amazing. Could be amazing. Um, how expensive is the butt kicker?
2: I think I don't. I, I looked at it recently, but <laughs> it was something like two hundred and fifty pounds. It's expensive. Something? Yeah. Uh, okay. Too much. Too much, really, for like a, a, a bit of vibration. Yeah. You're getting your butt
1: kicked for $250. Yeah? You can get it much cheaper. You just marry if I,
0: if I had a pound for every time someone said I should get one on the channel, God, I'd be rich by now. But I, I don't know. For me, again, it that doesn't really interest me too much. Okay. But I can, again, see why people would buy it, you know, just for that extra immersion. Because that's what we're trying to do here, isn't it? And of any, course. Any way we can just get closer to the experience, you know.
1: We love immersion. We absolutely love immersion. All right, we have another small topic, and it's about a new app. And the app is called Real World, the world at your fingertips. And what it actually is, it is um, Google Earth VR clone. But it's based not on Google Maps, but on Bing Maps. I don't know if anybody's using that. It seems like most people use Google Maps. But however, if you look at at um, the trailer. And I'm going to show you the trailer right now. It looks really good. It looks absolutely amazing. Let me make that a bit bigger here. So what it looks like, it, it simply looks like Google Earth, but multiplayer. So you can play this on Quest, by the way. Of course, Quest, yeah. <laughs> and as a side note, also on PC VR. But here, uh, <laughs> but here also, actually, they're using finger tracking to, looks- to, to manipulate those, the map. The, the, the Bing maps. And as you can tell here in that trailer, you can uh, zoom around New York City just like in Google, Google Earth. You can make it bigger. Uh, you can go to street level even if the map allows for that, if they have the data. You can uh, mark things on the map together with your friends. Check it out together, cool places. Wow, right? Isn't that, that, that's, I think that's amazing. I, I want that app.
2: <laughs> How do you feel about that? The, um, a lot of people, I always remember like when Google Earth VR first came out and how that was received, and it's a great application, Google Earth VR. Um, and people who subsequently got the, the quest, the original quest, they were saying, can I get hold of Google Earth VR? Exactly. A lot of people were talking about that. Exactly. And there's no way of doing it. This is sort of a way of doing it, a, a close way of doing it, and it's got multiplayer, you can do lots of stuff in this. I'm really on board with this. And the, the other thing is the hand tracking. Perfect. I'm a big believer in hand tracking because I don't, whenever I've tried it, I've not had some of the problems that I hear other people seem to have with it. And I I, I liked many of the experiences that I've tried with it, but there's not anything of like a huge amount of substance with the hand tracking. So something like this, where you can go in with other people and just explore different places and and do various things. So it's got like this um, thing where you can do drawings and stuff like that and do markings on certain places. Fantastic. I don't know how much I'd use it, but I think I really like the idea. I love Google Earth. So so why not this? Uh, On the Quest
0: as well. You've already got uh, Bing Maps in VR with Microsoft later, <laughs> yes. so you don't need this. That's ah, true. you <laughs> are <laughs> using it actually. And Paradise Decay is, you know, got the good point there, and I mean, really. Well, but looking at that trailer, because that's the first I've heard of it. But it, in terms of the VR implementation uh, and with the finger tracking, it looks fantastic. Even just for that point of view, to be able to do that with a friend and just to mess around looks really cool actually just as a bit of a mess around but i don't know um, in terms of its longevity or it's sort of staying power depending okay. on how much it is really i don't think i'd use it loads but it'd be great fun to mess around with it it be
2: one of those sorry steve to interrupt those things like uh, google earth like, i i went into that initially and i didn't use it again for like weeks and then you find, I want to go back in and, and explore somewhere else. I guess yeah. it's like Microsoft Flight Simulator again, like you say. It is,
0: really, yeah. 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 I can imagine being addictive, really, you know.
1: I uh, think it could be addictive. And I'm, I'm also thinking about reaching, like, new people for VR. Like, for this thing, I can see my mom being completely fascinated that she she can check out uh, some other place, like New York City, where we don't have the chance to go right now, especially now during the pandemic, right? Check out some beautiful places, probably even together with me, I'm also in VR, right? So, yeah, I can totally see how this would be a fantastic app for the Quest, especially because the Quest doesn't have Google Earth VR. and Google Earth VR is just so good, right? So, yeah, making Google Earth more accessible here with real-world world It seems like a complete winner to me, and that you can even check things out together with another person. I don't know how many people actually could use this together. Wow, absolutely amazing, and suppose, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Sorry, sir. I just think of the yeah. other thing is is Bing, Bing Maps just, it doesn't have the coverage of photogrammetry as well as uh, as Google Maps, um, and that's one thing that I was. Uh, you know, for Microsoft Flight Simulator, it, it, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. In fact, someone said in the comments just now how beautiful it is, and I totally agree. But I must admit, it is lacking in some areas of the sort of three D scan buildings and stuff. So, you know, Google Maps would have the edge there on in terms of the data. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I'm just being picky, really. But I'm but sure.
2: But then, like uh, with Microsoft Flight Simulator as well, surely, I mean, they could sort of incorporate that data that they're collecting for that game. Um,
0: it, oh yeah, it could be like
2: yeah. a, a circular. Sort of process, really, they've got to get this data to make the game better, so they might as well incorporate it into Bing Maps as well. So it could, you know, work really well with with this kind of stuff. And ho- I hope it, it gets a lot better than it is. And we have seen all of these updates. Uh, I think there's an update coming next week, Steve, for Microsoft, yeah, it's right? the
0: UK actually. It's yeah, the UK. yeah, so we're going to get the, the four, four or five brand new photogrammic um cities, obviously, London, and I think one of them is Oxford, funny enough. Uh, and a couple of other ones yeah Uh, and yeah the the photo the ortho imagery is going to be sort of like uh, between 25 and 50 centimeters per pixel which is just insane it's going to be really really like you're going to be able to see where your maybe that's a bad thing but where your car was parked or whatever or you know your garden or you know (laughs) it's going to be so clear so yeah i mean it's like you say the 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 data is getting better so i suppose this this map
2: Yeah, well, it definitely. might feed into this as well, so, yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, I, I mean, they, in this trailer, I'm just watching it, and it does look really It heavy, does look very really cool.
0: How, how much is it going to be? Did you mention No idea, no idea. You?
2: But if you want to check it out right now, you
1: can do so. You can join the, the beta. So it's on their website. I'm going to post the, the link to their website uh, in the, into the description of this video. So you can simply join the beta and help them actually make this happen. Yeah, but I'm I'm really 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 rooting for them and I'm I'm looking forward for that to come out as soon as possible. Yeah, cool. Real world coming out for the uh for the quest but also for for the PC for PC VR headsets.
0: It's funny, if you'd have seen this ten years ago, you'd be like, no way. Yeah, is no way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now look at it. It's like, oh, yes, no, yes. Yeah, it's going
1: happens. to happen soon. Exactly. <laughs> so the studio behind the app says it's building real world with the Quest as primary platform, but support for PC VR. So that's what I was just mentioning before, oh. right? That, like this shift that, that everything mm-hmm. is going to be on Quest first and then perhaps on PC VR later. Yeah, all right, cool. So now we have like like one topic left here for our show today. And that topic is the Apple VR headset that is supposed to come out next year already. So we've been talking about the headsets in the uh, last show, and yeah, n- neither Gary nor Steve were there, so it's great. I can ask you what your opinion about it very soon. So, but first of all, I want to show you some new pictures. These um, renderings were made by Antonio De Rosa, so so just that that was important to mention. Also, today's thumbnail comes from these pictures. So, Antonio De Rosa, very well done with the designs here. And these designs are based upon last week's article in The Information, because The Information did a drawing of the headset based on renders that they saw at Apple. And now, based on these drawings, this Antonio De Rosa has made some nicer pictures. And you are looking at these pictures here right now. It seems to be, it looks like, like a very curved, looks like a ski mask, basically. Yeah, basically, it looks like a ski mask. <laughs> yeah, Like if you would <laughs> compare that to, to what's on the market right now, this looks more like a ski mask than a modern VR headset. And yeah, looks very cool. So let me simply um, reiterate again on on last week's article. It's supposed to come out Sometime next year, it's supposed to have two 4K displays. It is supposed to have more than a dozen cameras. And those dozen cameras, the function is to have a fantastic pass-through, like a color pass-through, in order to allow for AR applications to run on this. And also, hand tracking is built into this. Then for the 4K displays... Of course, it's a it's a very very high resolution two 4K displays, on or was it 8K displays? 8, 8, two, 8K yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 8K dis, two 8K displays. So, so so a higher resolution than anything that we've I seen so far in the in the VR headset space, and that is supposedly be being made possible by eye tracking. So far, viewed rendering is being used here according to the information um, article. So only the the area where you look at has to be rendered at full resolution and the rest doesn't have to be rendered at full resolution. So it makes lots of sense, of course. And um, yeah, so that's why the 8K displays actually would be possible. The whole thing is supposedly be uh, will cost $3,000 and it's being marketed as something that could replace a HoloLens 2 for enterprise customers. So if enterprise customers are now using the HoloLens 2 for their work process, probably they could pick up an Apple VR headset, which has the same AR functions like the HoloLens, but in a way better visual fidelity and also with a wider field of view. Well, that's my estimation. We haven't heard anything about it, but I believe it should have a bigger FOV than those 40 degrees of the HoloLens 2. So I would like to ask Gary and Steve, what do you think? Do you think it's feasible that this comes out next year? And do you also think it's feasible that it comes out with those specs and that it's actually more targeted towards enterprise rather than to us consumers?
0: Yeah, I just quickly. Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot to say on this really because I'm just kind of... Uh, uh quite I'm just checking it out now really but um I've, I, I yeah i do feel that uh, first of all it's really ugly i don't like the look of it at all i, I don't know i don't know it's it's weird really because i know that we strap screens through our face and everything that's kind of what vr's about but it just it looks like an actual phone strapped to your face and i don't know it's a little bit concerning i just doesn't, it doesn't like the look of it really uh, it just it just looks a bit too um i don't know like a phone but i guess it doesn't matter that's just my impersonal opinion really but <laughs> Um, but I think like, looking at the field, I mean, looking, there's a real good shot of the lenses. If that's, you know, obviously this is uh, not exactly official pictures. Right. Are these no, official? No, no, no. no, no, no. This is
1: this is just some design rendering.
0: I can't see the field of view being any more than, say, I don't know, six, uh, 60, 70 uh, degrees, really. I can't see it being very, very large, maybe a little bit more. But for me, um, I think this is the race now, isn't it, for... Making VR headsets smaller. And that is something that does excite me because I think in a few years' time, we're going to laugh looking back, you know, with these massive Pimax headsets and even the G2. And we're going to think, how big was that? You know, in a few years' time, they're going to be so much, much smaller. Of course. That excites me.
1: We're going to laugh at the Quest 2. We're going to see, yeah, uh, we're going to see us raving about how amazing the Quest 2 is. It's going to be ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I just think that, you know, this is this is some of this uh, technology obviously that it's it's going to come at a price this is going to move very quickly down to maybe even the quest 3 or quest 4 maybe i'm not sure about the quest 3 actually i think i'll still do you think that'll be much smaller it might be but i can't I see think, it being uh, that much smaller if it's going to come out soon uh, probably, a in the bit, next year. probably a
1: bit probably a bit smaller as well Then they need to work on the form factor as well to make it more acceptable you know, like uh, there are these headsets, they, they, which look more like, like sunglasses, like Huawei has the Huawei glasses, and they do look more like sunglasses. And It's going to be way more acceptable to wear something like this as compared to like the Pimax or the G2 or even the Quest 2. So yeah, I believe it's going to go into this direction. Gary, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I know that you are a big believer in augmented reality yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah so what do you yeah, think I about ar- this
2: as, uh, as some AR VR AR thingy well yeah I mean it, on the one hand I think it, it makes a lot of sense I remember I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago where there were some initial rumors that, that came out before the sort of extra ones that came out with the, that you discussed on last week's show and when we were talking about it to me it seemed like like it seemed madness that the apple would do this kind of stuff but it seems like they are and if it's purely targeted enterprise then i can be on board with that the price tag of this is is just ludicrous but if it's enterprise you know the, the if it's to be believed the price tag um then that's okay if it's an enterprise product and it's limited quantity and they want to get these things out there i am a big believer in ar and this is a what a lot of companies try to do with AR as a first step is to have like a, well, companies don't do this, but this is what they want to do, is like have a pass-through is a first step. Because a pass-through video feed of AR is easier to synchronize with, uh, it's like how you see it on your phone, it was, it, it, the AR objects will be far more solid on your phone screen. Than if you would have a, a transparent piece of glass like on the Hololens, because they can synchronize the video and what you're seeing and this kind of stuff. Um, so this this seems like a, a good first step for AR and VR. Um, what the thing that I keep coming back to with this though is how we with if we to see these rumors and take them at face value, they are going to be bringing this out next year, which is a VR AR headset, and then the following year if rumors are to be believed, they're going to be bringing out a proper pair of AR glasses with transparent lenses, full AR glasses. I don't I don't understand that in one year, how they can get from one thing to, to another. I feel like we're missing a piece of what's going on, what their plan is with this, honestly. Um, because to me, that doesn't make any sense still. Um, but it's a first step compared to how I felt last time we spoke Sebastian regarding this right. I do think it makes more sense to me now that this is purely enterprise well not purely but but you know targeted at enterprise um as a first step to this kind of thing uh, just to normalize it I suppose get it into the conscious of people even though most people won't buy it they know that it's there and it, it will normalize the technology perhaps that's this step.
1: I think that's a good point Is, like normali, yeah. no,
2: sorry sorry. Um
1: like normalizing it also if this came out for for enterprise I'm sure it would not only be enterprise there would also be a lot of developers which pick that up in order to make cool content for this platform because that obviously it's going to be another platform for apple just like the ipad apps and games right like the iphone games so lots of developers would put this up and see this as the next big thing where they could probably make lots of money once Mm. this goes like mainstream and probably in 2023 we don't know it exactly right and about the price point of three thousand dollars, actually, I don't even think it's so ludicrous if they sell this to en- to enterprises. Think about it: the Hololens, it's very expensive. It also costs like four thousand dollars. The Hololens two, and also like the XTile, the VR headset, which is also for enterprises, right? The for, which also has eight K displays. It also costs like five thousand dollars even. And if they can, if Apple can pull this off with this form factor, which is like kind of <laughs> sexy as compared to the Pimax and the X-Tile, wow, I, I believe they do have a winner. And if I was a company and um, I, I would be looking or I would already be using AR for my work processes. I'd rather have the Apple VR headset that couldn't do perfect pass-through than giving people the HoloLens 2, which actually is still a bit clunky. It is okay. Yeah. I have it here, but it's not so great.
0: Oh yeah. Think, yeah. Field of Sh- view is the big deal, isn't it, for this headset? What well, right. I want to know what the field of view is, because I do think that I mean, I don't know enough about this subject to be honest, but I just feel like Apple are dipping dipping their toes and seeing what kind of response they're gonna get from this. Now know, sitting sitting on the sidelines, along with many other companies, and you know, releasing something this huge and with such a huge price tag, I still feel because the VR community we 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 want the best, don't we? We will jump on this, and if the field of view is big enough, and we can play games, I don't know. Maybe I'll even buy one. I don't know, but you know, it's exciting. 8K per eye. I mean, there's there's a lot to like about it as well.
1: I've (laughs) got to say. Oh, Uh, Steve, you're going to buy it?
0: (laughs) Well, maybe not buy it, but I I I just picked for me and. The field of view is the big deal for me, really, okay. and the fact there's no, actually no speakers on it. Actually, or oh, there's going to be—I don't know how that's well. Going
2: to happen, but. Yeah, I mean, on, on these renders, I've got to say, like the, the the strap because it's based on these drawings, I've got to right. say that strap is very much prototype. Like, <laughs> <Right>. that <laughs> right. me that that can't be like consumer level. But um, w- with the price, when when I think about the price, and you're right, Sebastian. If it's if it's targeted at enterprise, I agree with you. The price is not ludicrous. Part of my, what I was saying a few weeks ago regarding this, why I felt like the price was ludicrous, is because I, I see Apple as a consumer focused company. Yeah, yeah. who, right, and so now you're right. You're right. Stuff. You're right. That that that's really. Yeah. But but then again, you know, then again, you think like the Mac Pro and stuff like that. There, <laughs> you got, you got these 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 these. Things that they don't sell very many of, um, but they're still there. So maybe this can rank alongside that. I don't know. But
0: I can't see it being three grand. Can really? I just, I don't know. I just can't see it being that high. Well, why not? not?
2: I, I can, I can see it. They,
1: they do have these super expensive desktop computers, right? Like, like the the, the Mac Pro or what are they called? It. It's like very expensive. And, and why not? Why not? If if this can. Uh, if this is better like like their monitors, if, if this can give you the super high-res, and it can give you that high-res with 8K displays that will make those um, normal displays obsolete, those normal screens, and if they can say, hey, you know what, with, just get this one, and wherever you go, you have incredible virtual displays at your disposal which are better than the normal monitors, why not? I, I can see that being sold at 3,000. The very first beginning. In the very How first great beginning. would
0: it have been if this, if this would have been released a year ago <laughs> when this pandemic started alongside the option to watch your favorite bands play live
1: oh, on yes. a stage
0: somewhere, you know, because yeah. that's something that, I this... don't know, it seemed to have just died off a bit. And I don't understand, you know, right. um, sort the live entertainment side of VR has always excited me to be able to just sit on stage, you know, with the, uh, I don't know, your favorite band or whatever, or just be really experienced. And this is the kind of a device that you can oh, sit yes. in your living room and just watch all, you wow. know, even cinema or something. That's this is what, exactly
2: this is yeah. exactly what Sebastian and Anthony said to me a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah. when we talked about this. <laughs> and happy. They won me over yeah like like sports <laughs> events and, and exactly. live entertainment and that yeah. kind of stuff. That's what I said. It's
0: headed.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it could be used for that kind of stuff and that's probably the, See that's the kind of stuff that Apple would be interested in to me. That that's and, what makes sense for them. And they did buy Next VR. Right
1: yeah. next VR is the company who made exactly these things like VR broadcast of sporting events of boxing of NBA of American football and I know for sure for the UK and for Germany it would work if they if they get the licenses if they show the Premier League um, live if you can watch Leicester FC <laughs> right or if you can watch my Borussia Dortmund if I can watch it like as if I'm this in the in the stadium yeah, the so Germans are going to pay this kind of money to be able to see their their football teams just as if you were there. I think that is really the big draw that this could have for consumer side, even if it costs 1,500 in two years.
0: So long as you don't watch it in the pub with your friends, imagine that, with <laughs> everyone with the yeah. VR goggles on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
1: going to be the AR thing. That's going to happen. We're going to sit in the pub with AR glasses and we're all watching <laughs> these virtual screens. I'm pretty sure yeah. about that.
0: Just put your uh, (laughs) pass-through on when you want to go to the bar. (laughs) And you're right. (laughs) Great idea.
1: Yeah right. Oh, this is going to be very exciting, and I'm still, of course, very excited about about our XR future.
2: <laughs> Someone, Technoglitz just put in yeah. the uh, in the chat as well. Where's the battery? Is it solar? This is the thing as well. <laughs> See, this is this thing is supposedly got a, an M1 chip in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, what is going to power that, and how yeah. long is it going to be powered?
1: That is that is really that is really the big question. We don't know about it yet. Yeah. Wow, wow. So. Um, Gary, if this came out in next year for, 2999 dollars, and you could they would have made it possible to watch lots of bands, like, like cool bands in, in VR, and, and also like sporting events that you're interested in, would you go and buy it?
2: Uh, no, I, I wouldn't for that price. No, no. Okay. But I'd be interested to try it, certainly. Yeah, that's but, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I no. I, it's not the kind of thing that I, w- I would purchase for that amount of money. I, I think, really, the index is probably my limit of like a thousand pounds. Is 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 as far as I can see myself ever going for HMD, um, and. I'm not willing to just throw money at, at VR just because I have a, a very like a, an interest in it or anything like that and I think there's got to come a point where you just draw the line honestly. I know you all Sebastian you'll be Yeah, yeah I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll be camping in front of the Apple store and you know, you know what I'm totally not this Apple guy. I'm like the Android PC guy. I don't have yeah. an iPhone like yeah, nothing. Too. I don't like to pay overpriced things but for this yes. But <laughs> but how about Steve? What would make you pay 2999 pounds for this device what should it be able to do
0: well i mean i'm totally with gary on this one i wouldn't buy it for that amount of money i think my limit is around a grand for a for a vr headset i think that's more than enough really yeah. uh, you know but i don't know i feel like we could be sitting here in another year's time talking about the same issues with apple that we've talked about with facebook because they're also quite an aggressive uh, you know the way they do their marketing and their business, and there will be some exclusives with it. Yeah, I can imagine it. That's being, for sure, of course. You know, certain shows, oh. certain events, and stuff like that that are exclusive to this VR headset. And um, but for Absolutely. me personally, I mean, the field of view, as I've mentioned, I just feel that's the big deal. i really in, and the foveated rendering. I just, I want to see that on a PC headset this year, maybe or next year. I just, I, you know, it's so important to have that. I think that's the next step. We even with the the graphics card power that we have. With all these 3080s and everything that's out now, it's still we still need foveated rending so badly that if it's got that uh, and a nice wide field of view. And I could get a fifty percent discount on it. <laughs> then I, then I, I probably would buy it. Then. <laughs> you will
1: probably get it because you're on the show. So yeah, hopefully that's going to happen. Let's see. Well, let's what see. you
0: were saying there, Steve,
2: as well, like with Apple, because they they're like the original walled garden, really. Apple. Right. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying there with, with that, and that's a good point to bring up because as much as Apple's, uh, I, I. I like Apple more as a company only because their business isn't built on the same foundation that Facebook's business is built on. That's, exactly. that's really what it Exactly, comes down, that's down the to. point. Um, they're they're a product company, so that's why I like them more. But but they're they you know, they're not a, a, a great company. They overprice things. There's no no point denying that they do overprice these things. Um, but yeah, Sebastian, what about you? Then go go ahead.
1: Um, well, first of all, I want to say that I totally agree with you. Um, Gary that the company itself Apple is for me is more sympathetic as compared to Facebook simply because of their business model it's not about collecting data it's not about like that you are the product right and uh, they sell your data to for advertising their business model is about product making an amazing product and because they because the business model is so different that's also why the prices must be so high they cannot compete on pricing right because they want to make an amazing product and that's why the prices are so high so honestly speaking for me that is understandable i can i can get that their business model is different and i prefer that and even for me like i prefer to to get a cheaper android phone i i i get it that the iphone is expensive for these reasons and To have that in VR, I would like, I can't even say it. Like I totally prefer an Apple VR headset as compared to that super cheap Facebook headset, but they're collecting all the data, all my, where I look at in VR, everything is going to be analyzed and sold to the highest bidder. No. So I totally prefer Apple and I'm totally going to root for them and I'm going to buy that for sure anyways. I'm going to get it no matter what's on that thing. (laughs) <laughs> and um, yeah, probably, probably there will be some interesting apps already since they have this AR kit, right? We talked about this. We talked about this before. There are already hundreds, or probably even thousand apps that use AR kits that are already like made with this in mind. Of course, right? They made AR kit not for us to hold our iPads in front of us. <laughs> it's it's mm. definitely already made with AR headsets in mind. So um, I believe that this thing. It's going to have perfect hand tracking. It's going to have these nice screens. It's going to make VR look unbelievable, even better than anything that's on the market. And lots of apps are already going to run on it. All these ARKit apps, which are probably going to be so interesting to check out finally, because I did not check out many of those. Okay, I'm holding my iPad in front of me things. I don't like this. But with this thing, so many apps that are already there. And then there's going to be fantastic apps coming to that thing since... De- developers will have their hands on a device and they will make something that we even cannot think of right now. I'm just thinking about this real world app that we just talked about. Think about that app in that 8K screen, perfect hand tracking, be Apple app. Wow, it's going to blow our minds away. And then Apple did not buy NextVR for no reason, right? Mm. I believe that this yeah. must be one part of the content that's going to come out on this headset. And that is going to draw so many people in. I truly believe it. This is going to be great to have your uh, live football or your live basketball or whatever, or like boxing events. I think boxing must be so cool to see that as if you're like standing next Mm -hmm. to the ring. So cool. So I'm excited about the Apple VR headset. I'm truly excited about the Apple VR headset. I think... think,
0: Do you think... um, Sorry, Sab. Do you think there'll be a, a store... That will actually, you know, be with it, or they'll actually be working on something. They must be. I mean, of course,
1: yeah. That's that's their business model for sure. They're not only selling the product, but also earning thirty percent on everything that's being sold on the store, and that's how, yeah, that's how it works. They're going to make a very exciting ecosystem, probably an ecosystem that finally can rival the Quest ecosystem right because at the moment there is nothing nobody can compete with with um with Oculus with Facebook because there is no other platform this could be a beautiful platform this
2: could be the rival platform so it, I, I totally root for them <laughs> totally yeah it, it could be it could be a platform i i still Think that, that Apple will be going for a different kind of platform to the Quest. I think they're they're sort of positioning themselves completely different from the Quest anyway, right yes. from the start. If yes. these rumors yeah, to be believed, should. right. And the re- the reason behind that as well. This is not a gaming device. You're right. First and foremost, exactly. And this is lifestyle. This is what is going to be the iPhone replacement eventually. That's why iPhone isn't primarily gaming. Um, It's sort of an afterthought with the iPhone. You can play games on it. And I I believe that this will be the same thing. This is not, it's a lifestyle device and it will be the app store, which goes along with it, will replicate basically what we have on the iPhone quest is primarily gaming at the moment now i don't expect facebook to to be that way forever um i expect them to sort of broaden uh, what they do with that in terms of to expand out into lifestyle um based on what mark zuckerberg has said like in uh, what what's that book um the history of the future mm-hmm. where they had all these emails where he says we missed out on mobile phones we don't want to miss out on the next computing platform right. which is which is this and and that's what's going to happen so they are going to broaden their horizons into lifestyle apple are first and foremost lifestyle in my mind to- totally yeah, agree totally, totally. totally yeah,
1: agreed. agree and with that. and even though like gaming is is not the main thing for iPhones and iPads still iOS is one of the, the biggest platforms for gaming, right? <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Since it's, it's like it's just casual, but they're making lots of money with, with games on that platform. And it's probably the most used gaming platform, even though it is not made for gamers in mind. So that's something to keep in mind. And I believe it's going to be the same on that platform. Totally agree with you, Gary. Probably it's not going to be the first platform for Half-Life 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's going to have some cool games, Probably something like Beat Saber with your hands. They will come up with some cool things that we're going to love probably, right? And uh, yeah, I think it's good. It's good for VR. I can't wait for this to happen. I can wait for a competitor, a real competitor for Facebook, (laughs) as you know. Yeah right. okay, cool. very nice. We've talked about lots of interesting things even though they were not real topics today. <laughs> so that was amazing. That was really good. Um, today I don't really we didn't really have a poll or any any kind of vote because there were simply no interesting topics to vote upon, but this is going to come back for sure in one of the next episodes. Yeah so, I really enjoyed it to talk with you Stephen and Gary hope you enjoyed it too
2: Pleasure yeah yeah pleasure. absolutely
1: this was episode 9 episode 9 of the Next Dimension podcast and for all of the people who are watching this right now and again I'm looking at you Colin <laughs> please <laughs> if you have an iPad or if you have an iPhone go and open the podcast app and find the Next Dimension podcast and give us a 5 star review so that more people can find this can find this podcast and um, yeah this is going to really help us so if you enjoy this podcast if you yeah, I would like to say thank you that we come out here every Saturday and talk about VR and AR for two hours. Then this is the best way to say thank you. Also, of course, it would be amazing if you could give this here, this video that you're watching right now a thumbs up. There are far too few thumbs up here right now. So give it a thumbs up. And well, I would say that all of us are looking forward to see or hear you in the next week. Bye-bye.
0: Take care.